Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. I'm Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Melanie Moyer. Hello. And April Collins. Hi. So, 14 years. We have waited 14 <laughs> years for this movie, and it is finally here. The Incredibles 2 came out this week. We've all seen it. We're going to talk about it, so get ready. If you haven't seen The Incredibles 2, we will be having a brief non-spoiler discussion to start us off. But warning, this is mainly a spoiler podcast. I will let you know when the spoilers begin, so be mindful of that announcement. Uh, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, where we appreciate your star ratings, or search for Overly Animated on your favorite podcatcher. So, guys, to start us off, just very briefly answer me this one question. Did you like the movie, and was it worth the wait? Um, April, let's start with you. Uh, I did work, like the movie, and... Uh, given, I guess, sort of, um, the whole package as it is, I think it was worth the wait. Um, it could have been really, really bad and it wasn't. So I'm, and I guess I'm very like, I was hype on the movie before it came in. I watched, I've seen it twice already. So (laughs) you've seen it the most then I'm assuming. I'm going to guess. I've seen it once. I've seen it once. Okay. I am actually going to see it again tonight though, after this. Yes. (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Mel, what about you? Um, yes, I enjoyed it. Was it worth the wait? Um, I think it was just because I would have, you know, it's The Incredibles. Like, since 2005, I've been waiting for this movie. Even if it had sucked, like, I would have still been like, yes, this happened. I was really happy it didn't suck. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was my big fear is that it was going to be complete garbage and it was not. Yeah, that that's but always I prob- a big fear. I was gonna say I probably would have enjoyed it even if it was garbage. Like I would have been like, "This is the best." <laughs> gotcha. I do like that they they open the movie with the apology. Yeah, they yes, do. They, were like, they do. The entire cast nice. comes out and they're like, "Sorry." <laughs> they're like, "My bad." We're we know we know we feel your pain. Um, but yeah. Um, I very quickly want to just say, because I was on the reaction podcast that was released online on Thursday night when the movie came out. Um, I started, if anyone actually listened to it, I started off um, very uh, happy. And then as the podcast progressed and I actually started thinking more and more about the movie, I got less enthusiastic about it. So at the moment, I'm like, I don't like putting numbers on things, but I'm going to rank it like... 6.57 out of 10 for me so it's like it's not as great as I thought it was initially Um, Uh hopefully you'll stay that way because I'm more I I tend to usually the more I think about things I (laughs) the more that's the thing it's either the more I think about the more I love it more the more I think about it the more I dislike it more so that's what was me with Last Jedi so yeah. What Ugh. in what way? Like more or hate more? Hate more. Gotcha, gotcha. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, this was terrible. Gotcha. Yes, those are my feelings too, which is why I haven't watched it again because I yeah. just know in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes the opposite can happen though, right? Like totally, like I could go back and watch it tonight and be like, here's all the things that I was just being a brat about. Like this was actually a good movie. So well, it's was- happened I was going to say also, because the first time I watched it, I had like a really bad movie going experience too. And so whenever I came out of the movie, I was like, 
yeah, it looked really nice, but like, I was like, but I mean, that was it. And then when I watched it the second time, I guess, and I got to actually enjoy it, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this is great. Like, I'm really enjoying this. This is, this is fun for me. Um, the parts that like, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about them that sort of like lose me don't subtract from the movie so much so that I'm like, no, this is still a terrible movie. Like, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Before we get into the spoilers stuff, before we get into the juicy, juicy spoilers, is there anything (laughs) in particular that you guys want to mention that stood out to you? Anything good or bad? Any hot takes coming out of this movie that you want, say, if there's a listener that that is on the fence about whether or not they want to see it, what would you say? Like, is there anything in particular that stands out? Um, Well, so two things that have nothing to do with each other whatsoever. <laughs> the first thing you say, you know, to somebody who hasn't seen it yet and they're trying to decide to see it. Um, one thing I would say, and I saw this going around the internet a little bit, that it is like, if you are somebody who has epilepsy oh, yes, issues yes. of any yeah. sort, like yeah. you need to, like, this is not, I mean, like, just know that there are parts in this movie that are very, very, um, like it's huge light stimuli like you can see in the trailer too like the the hypnosis stuff like that's like it gets very in your face at certain points so if you are somebody who is like i have migraines that are triggered by um basically light stimuli i didn't really have a problem here but somebody who's got it a lot worse could have a pretty bad time um so just know that going in and you know it doesn't get too bad until about halfway through the movie um Something that has nothing to do with that whatsoever. Um, so, is it that like Jack Jack has a million powers, or is that he's still trying to find his power? <laughs> that's not even. That's just like my general question in the ether. Like, a couple different articles saying different things, and nobody can come to a consensus on it. So, I read something interesting. Like, I think it was was it Brad Bird who said that it's. Again, again, we know that he has multiple powers, but he was talking about how it's like, you know, how babies can like learn languages very quickly. Mm-hmm. So he was talking about like, that's why Jack-Jack is able to have multiple things and that are very different, multiple powers that are very different from each other. So I'm like, maybe, I don't know. I'm, thinking of, one, I'm thinking of one line that somebody says in the movie that that we'll talk about in the spoiler section, I guess. But okay. there's somebody that a character says... That makes me think, like, I don't know. I don't buy Brad Bird's. Uh, uh, answer? Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Um, April, what about you? Any, like, hot takes, anything in particular that you want people to know before we move on? Um, first off, the animation is beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, beautiful. But what's really uh, enjoyable is that, like, you can definitely see, like, that the animation and, like, it's just visually um, stunning. Uh, but you don't, like, lose the sort of original, like, feel from the first movie. Um, so, yeah. So, if you want to look at something very, very pretty, uh, this movie is definitely worth it. Like, there were a lot of scenes where I was just like, no, they they probably took a camera and went outside and, like, filmed this. Because that's what it looks <laughs> like to me. <laughs> and then they just sort of, like, imposed it onto the rest of the movie. Uh, they just edited it. Um but uh, I I will say that there's one character who I was I was kind of hoping for like some character development on that we just didn't get and I won't say who it was. That could be anybody. That could be yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. 
Um, so there was, yeah, there was like one character who I was, uh, I, I was kind of hoping that we would get a little bit more from them, but we didn't. Um, and then for me, um, because one of the things I loved about the first movie was the music and I oh. felt like the music was a, like, it was good. Don't get me wrong, but it was a little bit like subpar compared to the first movie, in my opinion. Subpar. Gotcha. Subpar. I was making a pun. I know. I knew what I, knew what That's I said. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I, I said what I meant. <laughs> yeah i mean i made it's interesting like, i made a note saying that the music was still great but now that you mention it it's like well yeah but there, it wasn't as present in this film yeah. as it was in the yeah. first one the first one yeah, it was you don't its get own the, like, the dun, dun dun like you don't get that that theme as often yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you get it in the beginning like, but there was like one scene too where the music just i I think I have it written down. I'll have to check my notes. But there was, like, one scene, and I was just like, this music is not right for this scene. And I did not, like, like it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. It's the wrong tone. <laughs> the wrong tone. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I will agree. It is definitely a beautiful movie. And that's the most striking thing. It's like, I, it, I kind of want them to just, like, you know how some video games do, like, the HD remake of the video game? So they'll mm-hmm. just, it's the same video game. It just looks prettier. I kind of want them to do that with the original Incredibles, where they don't change a thing. They just up the animation a bit because that's how pretty Incredibles 2 looks. It's just so stunning. And having seen the first one recently, it's like, oh, wow, animation has really come far in just this kind of... 2005 was a wacky year. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's even just, it's crazy how, Jake, in 14 years, how drastic the shift has been, you know? So it's kind of like, it's stunning film to look at. But, um... All right, so now let's get into spoilers. This is spoilers. Go away. Yes. Everyone dies. Everyone yeah, dies. Yep, that's it. That's the spoiler. These kids okay. were just screaming in my theater. It was horrific. <laughs> okay, before anything, April, what was that? What was the scene? What was the scene where the music just didn't match? Oh, um, it was... Dang it. I can't even... <laughs> I couldn't find it in my notes. I thought I wrote it down. I've been, like, flipping the pages, like... Very I'm trying quietly. to think too, like to myself. I'm like, what did I did I feel like something didn't match somewhere? It was towards the end of the movie. I'm hoping like it'll jo- my memory will jog, but it wasn't it wasn't so much that there was like a fight going on, but it had like that very like da 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 da, and I was like, no, why why do we have this music? <laughs> and like somebody is like getting groceries or something. Yeah, like it 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 was very like out of place for me um oh man i wish i could remember which scene it was now and i'm i'm si- i'll be on the lookout for that tonight yeah <laughs> when i go back gotcha. report back <laughs> uh, maybe i'll go in the discord and for the yeah. first time and yes there, but i found it but um but yeah so let's dive into this so we basically start off incredibles 2 like the moment the first one ends and yeah. we see them take mm-hmm. on the Underminer with this, like, great opening sequence. It's in terms of just, like, how it sets up our two main stories. It's similar to the first movie. Obviously, the the uh, introduction in the first Incredibles is superior in every shape or form, every shape and every way. Um, yeah. And it does so much in terms of world building and all this stuff. And it's so graceful in the way it does it. Point is, it's not... It, when I say the similar, I mean just in terms of, like, okay, this is... This openings like plants the seeds needed to kind of split us off and take us into these two big plot stories that we have the for the main plot which is with elastigirl and then the b plot which is with bob and the kids so that's kind of how i'm gonna break down this podcast but before i get before we start diving into specifics 
I kind of something that really stayed with me from the previous podcast on this movie was this kind of discussion about these like lack of themes in this one. Mm. I just feel like mm. in the first Incredibles movie we had midlife crisis happening with Bob. We had like family. We had like a, a marriage almost crumbling. Like we had a lot of things happening. But and in this one it was just kind of like action sequence and then we have this thing happening and then plot twist and then boom you know it didn't really have that kind of emotional resonance for me that the first one had um and something that really stood out to me in particular with this is that they used illegal as uh, the term to describe superheroes yeah. and yeah. that word and especially for me as like, where Latina, did that come from <laughs> yeah, yeah. and look as for me as as a latina the illegal term has a lot of weight to it has a lot of meaning and charge to it especially as of late so i was very curious about their decision to choose that and i was very in a way kind of annoyed by the fact that they don't really explore that usage mm-hmm. they don't really yeah they just decide to use it this knowing full well that this is a very charged word especially in our current landscape and it's not like they weren't aware of it because they make a lot of mentions like there was this one mention about politicians and a job of politicians so it's not like they're not aware of the implications of what of, they're saying yeah. uh, not what they're saying <laughs> but also like they're not ignorant of what's happening around us and the sentiments that are happening in our in our world so i was just kind of curious what you guys thought of this kind of and if you guys also felt this kind yeah. of emptiness yeah of yeah that was my immediate reaction right like the second they said like oh like supers are are illegal and our kids are technically illegal i was like oh okay this is gonna be it right like they're gonna they're yeah. totally gonna go for this and then they drop it like they don't like they say like oh yeah supers are like illegal but like in the shallow first level sense that we're talking about it like they didn't they basically like cut themselves off the knees with um like the the metaphor there and the the higher issue and it wasn't even that the first incredibles had this higher social issue that it was discussing but it's like if you're going to be using terms like illegal especially talking about kids too even yeah you know in 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 2018 or yeah, 2018. Four years ago, 2014 was still happening, which yeah, is like you're... giving them that four-year time frame. Yeah. Four years ago, yeah. it's like it, it was ha- something happening, so. Yeah, like, and you're not going to explore that further. Like, you're just going to kind of leave it at face value is kind of frustrating. Um, not e- like, like, and that's like, it's one of the many things where I felt like this movie did not go far enough or it kind of like, just like, didn't, didn't give itself enough to do like I don't know whether it was trying to play it safe or maybe like they just didn't think they had the time to do it or what have you but like this is like one of the first things where I was like okay yeah like they're gonna they're gonna go there with this they're gonna be discussing how these people are illegal this isn't exactly you know like a new concept in superhero films yeah. but it, they could yeah. just totally give it this this spin on it right and and talk about issues that we have today and then they just they didn't it kind of just goes away pretty easily and pretty immediately yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I, what about you? Any like themes? Just it doesn't even have to be about the uh, illegal use of that word. It could be just anything. Any? Did you feel also feel kind of this emptiness of themes in this movie? Yeah, I did, and I think like it was super. I guess strange for me it was because like I guess the like one like minor theme that they were trying to like pick up or like use with um, the screen slaver like villain was like this whole like 
like, oh, like everyone's so attached to their screens and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, um, this is 1960. Right. Like, or something like that. There's like, there, yeah, something. <laughs> it's like 1960s. I think it, it's like 1964 or something like, oh, like yeah. 1963. I can't remember. But like, he was watching uh, Outer Limits. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but like, but they were like, like trying to make this point about screens and it's like so like minute but then at the same time it's like okay I could like pick up on that more and like understand it more if it was like modern day and they were like these people are attached to their screens so I'm gonna hypnotize them but it's like maybe each house has one television if that so but yet Mm -hmm. you're like trying to make this point of like oh, like, get out and do things. And it wasn't even like that. It was just like, oh, you're all slaves to your screens. And it's like, okay, so what do you want us to do, want them to do instead? In the 1960s. In the 1960s. Well, like, that's the thing, though. Like, I could, it would be, like, different if, like, uh, oh, I can't even, like, the screen slaver villain, I'm because I'm trying to separate, like, the villain from like the identity. the villain the villain <laughs> <laughs> but like it would be like one thing if uh like she was like oh i want them to like go outside and like play more like when we were kids or whatever and it's like no you didn't even like try and like offer an alternative you're just like you're just all gonna be slaves to your screens haha that's it and it's like I, I think i guess the weird thing is that she equates screens with like their blind sort of um trust in the idea of superheroes which I was like all right but wait a minute those aren't the same thing it doesn't really like, track at all <laughs> like they're, they're not go oh, sorry no 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 because like there could be like there could be because I as I was like writing this outline I was thinking like what is this movie trying to say I was like well there could be this kind of thing about like for instance, like, PR and this kind of, like, oh, like, if we just need to, like, we can, like, if we just, like, uh, frame you guys properly, then we can convince the world that you're okay. And I'm, like, so, you're, like, are you making this link between, like, screens and what people see versus, like, truth? Like, what are you trying to do? But the thing is, they don't really follow through with that. And, you know, when, like, for instance, when... um, when they show that uh, last the girl has like cameras all through her suit and stuff, I was like, "Oh, so are we gonna deal with like privacy and like cameras everywhere and like what are we doing?" Yeah. Because like, even if it's like sure, like it's the sixty. Technically, it's set in the sixties. It's not. It's not modern day. Even then, it's like all right, but like that's when like TVs became like this big boom, right? That's like when mm-hmm. consumer. Well, that was more fifties and sixty. Like yeah, it's around that time period. You can still make the argument where like people started having more TVs. So you and like yeah. Yeah, totally like presidential elections during that time were decided by the television debate so i'm like i can understand why like they chose screens I, like, I can understand why the importance and why someone would fear that but the problem is that she doesn't even like make that connection like those motivations that you were setting up like oh maybe she's she's doing this because of this like it doesn't even follow through like they don't say anything yeah. when yeah. dealing with these screens they just put it there but then they don't really follow through which is, which is the same thing with the illegal stuff which is like they drop these things in but then they don't actually explore what it is that they're trying to do i just feel like sometimes this movie doesn't exactly know what it wants to do well um, yeah well and the other thing too is i guess like it's it sounds terrible and i know in the first movie they i guess like make fun of it as like the whole monologuing thing but then like we understand <laughs> but like one of a villain monologues, then we understand like 
what they're trying to accomplish, you know, like, oh, this person is trying to take over the world. Like, oh, this person is trying to destroy all televisions or like, but there was none, there was none of that. Like what, what were you hoping to accomplish after you like made superhero, like superheroes, like illegal again? Like what? What it, I, there was no yeah, like this, so that's like the weird thing, right? Like to me, with this, like I almost felt like they incidentally were making a case for um, like it's weird. It's probably a stretch, but it's like when I saw those, you know, those flashback scenes, and then what's her face? I can't even remember her real name. Ellen, um, Eleanor. Evelyn, 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 yes, Evelyn. I literally had to just look it up. (laughs) I had it in front of me and I still didn't, I just still didn't know it. Well, her explanation for everything, and I was thinking about it, it was like they kind of like accidentally like made something that I was reading as almost like an advocation for the argument to gun control, right? Mm -hmm. Because he gets his house gets broken into, he get you know, by somebody with a gun. And he has no defense and he goes to call these superheroes who don't answer. And she's mad about this. And she's like, oh, this is terrible. Like, this isn't the way to do this. Like, clearly he needs a better line of defense. And I was like, I know that's not what they were going for. But because they didn't pick what they were going for, like, it had this vacuum where it was like, immediately that's where my mind went. I was like, I feel like they they almost made this argument where that people make all the time, like, these hypotheticals about why people should be allowed to, you know, just... You, you know own guns and stuff and I was like this is I don't they didn't mean to do it as far as I can tell but it, it, it that's what happens when you don't you know pick a direction that you're pointing to well I mean you can also make the argument because reading it in terms of gun control you could do kind of I feel like maybe she focused on the wrong thing it's like instead of like wishing for superheroes maybe maybe superheroes have come to represent the laws and of gun control that it that we need in order to stop these guns from happening mm-hmm. maybe superheroes are the liter are not is it literal or figurative i can never figure it out the actual <laughs> representation <laughs> Those are two opposite words so <laughs> point is they actually become they become the metaphor for actual Figures. law and and justice and whatever so it's like by taking them away you allowed a gun to exist yeah so so like that really exists too for sure and that's like what i'm saying i was like there's so many ways to read this because you didn't give me enough to tell me the way they wanted it to be read right right gotcha yeah very true very true um, but okay, let's talk about since we're on these this villain. Let's talk about Evelyn and Winston because he's kind of her counter. First of all, were were you guys surprised by oh. Evelyn being the villain? Okay, all right. No, <laughs> I actually thought it was Winston, as as and then when it ended up being Evelyn, I was like, it was going to be one of the two. Like- no, as soon as she came in, I was like, this girl is shady. <laughs> <laughs> dropping coffee cups all over the place smirk she like sits in weird places and like (laughs) stares at people with her like legs crossed and stuff and i was like she's like like obviously and then like when she and elastigirl had their little heist i was like obviously it's her since they were the only two involved so gotcha gotcha i have thoughts this is on mel's um mel's list of script doctoring things is evelyn and her whole deal give me give me your thoughts what are your thoughts so this is my, yeah. so the the need to like make the villain, like to hide the villain's identity and like make it a surprise was like, 
a huge like fail in my opinion here like the villain like syndrome works so well in the first one because as soon as you realize who you who he is you're like oh like holy like oh my god like it got me when i was a kid and then it's like you've got this villain that is the direct result of something um bob did way back when right you know like he created his own villain and it's not to say that all villains have to have this you know in intimate personal connection to superheroes because i mean like look at dark knight rises like or just dark knight Mm -hmm. well i guess in dark knight rises too but specifically batman and joker like they got nothing you know but they they butt heads so well right but in here it's like okay so we've got this villain who is obviously one of those two i don't know which it is but it doesn't even matter because they're basically the same person so it's one of those two clearly um and this villain, like, you know, like, there was no consequence to this villain. It was like, oh, okay, it's this chick who doesn't like superheroes and thinks people are are kind of getting lackadaisical about, like, the way that they go about in their life because the presence of superheroes and this idea of gods coming down to save them and stuff. So I'm going to do something about it. And it's like, okay, great, I understand that. But what does it have to do with you know, the Incredibles. Like, what does it have to do with this family in particular? Like, yeah, I understand you hate all superheroes, but why do I care about it right now? Right? Like, there's no immediacy to it. It's like this umbrella thing. So it's like, my issues are twofold. It's one, don't hide her identity. Just tell us straight up front. Like, that would have been better. Like, give me some dramatic irony, you know? Like, oh, I know who it is. The movie knows that I know who it is. But the rest of the Incredibles have no idea. So, you know, you're waiting for that penny to drop basically throughout the entire movie. Two, give her a little bit, you know, like this is supposed to be a Elastigirl's movie. So give her the the same connection to this villain that Bob got with Syndrome. Right. Like give her yeah. sense in that story. Like don't just make it, oh, this chick that she's kind of friends with now, but like hates her guts on like a macro level. Like that, I don't get anything from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make, yeah, you make good points. And also, I think, um, I don't know, I also found that the actual, like, her strategy wasn't that, like, well concocted. I, I don't know, I feel no. like there was, like, much more effective and efficient ways, especially as, for, with someone that is as influential as she is. Like, something that bothered me about the film was, that they talk about like oh these politicians who are like against us and they like they refuse whatever blah 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 and like, we never see a politician that's against them. Yeah, like, Hillary see... Clinton's over there like going you know like being the ambassador. Right, right, right. Like... Exactly. <laughs> or and then we get this like room full of politicians who are a okay with it, but we never get the actual people that are like. I I just keep going back to that that line that um what's his name the the f like the the government agent man person Dicker, Dicker. he um well he was like oh well you know like politicians like they're just a bunch of people who didn't do anything they don't do anything they only get for themselves I'm like well show me one show me one that is actually like is against superheroes and I feel like had there been a split like make between- them be the villain you know yeah. what I mean or not just that bro like had Evelyn stayed the villain but had been from the start we know that she was a villain had it been kind of like a split between like her and winston and it's like kind of this fight for the dynasty of this like company and it's like can winston do it and she's the brains and then they're both fighting politically in this other thing like these Mm -hmm. political machinations i feel like and that could say a lot about like (laughs) like and that could like comment on on these like rich people who have so much influence over politicians like they could have done so much like interesting stuff and they kind of don't do that 
Um, so it's, I don't know, it's interesting. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was one of the big issues that also took away from like the emotional pull of this movie. Because right. like the first one was so emotional, you're like, oh my goodness! Like like you said, you're like you've got all these things about a guy cheat, but you know, like the, a marriage falling apart, and and you know, uh, this guy going through a midlife crisis and thinking he's nothing without his superpowers, and then that scene at the end where he just says to to um, a girl, yeah. and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, I wasn't strong enough. I'm not going to be strong enough for you guys yeah Yeah. Yeah. oh man like that's like such a big iconic moment in those movies and we had nothing like that here because you didn't give any emotional attachment to anything no which yeah yeah and it's something interesting as well is that um i was expecting kind of more exploration of like the family dynamics between evelyn and winston since that's such a drastic contrast to the parr family because you only have is these two siblings and they come from a broken family their family was like one of their members was taken away from them um they lived this is the like most of the movie i watched with a smile on my face but there's just this one moment that i just guffawed in just complete ludicrousy because they showed the batman origin story how many times do we have to see this scene happen even though it's not batman we still saw the batman origin story i'm so sick of that and i'm i just kind of i kind of this is more on the camp of like maybe winston should have been the villain in terms of it could have been interesting or even just I guess they kind of did it with Evelyn a little bit, but it could have been really interesting. But it fell so short. Simply because... Like, it fell short because, like, if she's so against what her brother is doing, then why is she going along with it? Like, that didn't make sense to me at all. And it just... Yeah, why are you helping him? Exactly. Like, and it's not even so much that, like... Like, it would have been way more interesting if she was, like, sabotaging it along the way, but she wasn't. Like, she helped... She, like gave it to the to her brother on like a silver platter um and was like here you go and then at the end she's just like jk i'm gonna take it all away from you she's shocked that it goes poorly yeah right like you you literally waited to make your move until it already like your brother already succeeded like you're what trying to like take down a you know skyscraper with just a tiny hammer like good luck enjoy like have fun with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but and not just on top of that, but it's kind of like I would have really rather preferred them kind of subvert this kind of Batman trope of like, what if instead of you know this rich, like successful heir to a tycoon or whatever, if he saw his parent, like his dad, die from gun violence, and then do the opposite of what Batman did? You know, it's like if you're gonna show yeah, me the Batman the origin, do something about it. Like, no, yeah. like, do the opposite. Where it's like, even if it's like. Oh, like, now, like, what if he then became the Joker? You know what I mean? Like, that could be interesting, too. So I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like, if you're gonna show me that scene, do something different. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm very sick of seeing the Batman origin story. Um, But, yeah. And I didn't even think about it until you said it, and I was like, oh, my God. That was, she's Batman. She's a (laughs) tech-savvy person who had to walk (laughs) a shot by a mugger. She's like, 
a lesser version of Batman. She's literally Bruce Wayne. Wow. Which, like, and, you know, like, I would love it if they had acknowledged that, you know, because they make fun of, like, superhero motifs in the first one. Like, oh, you're monologuing. Like, oh, no capes. Like, that's, capes are awful, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. Okay. Point out that you just gave me, like, female batman like i yeah <laughs> that would have been awesome like it's after i think about it, i'm like oh my god she was female batman and this is what we got i kind of also there's some similarities between her and syndrome yeah because like you know they're both geniuses they're both tech geniuses and they're both super rich i feel like maybe that's the reason why they didn't want her to like also have her own tech and her own suit or something because they didn't want too much of a similarity but then in that case i'm like why make her a tech-savvy super genius anyway, then? Yeah. Make her, like, have her have, like, these hidden powers or something, and she hides them yeah. from her brother, and then he, she reveals them, and then so, he's like, why didn't you tell me? I would love this. And she's like, that's not the point. I hate this, and blah. And then you can still tell that story. I don't know. There's just... That would have been so dramatic and great. Right. I know. That would have been wonderful. <laughs> no, but, like, my thing is, too, is all that, right? Right? Like, do all that, but at the same time, like, okay, but where is Elastigirl's story right. in this, right? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, great, this is Elastigirl's movie, like, she's getting her own thing, but we don't get any of it, right? Like, like we see her, she gets her new suit, she does her thing, but it's like, we don't get any, not that I need, like, some great mythological backstory, but we got a lot on Bob in the first one, like, especially yeah. because of his relationship with Syndrome, and what was his name? What was his real name? Something? Uh, buddy. 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 buddy, I was like, it's not the dorky buddy. Yeah, and like how he treated Buddy when he first met him, you know, all those years ago and stuff. So it's like, okay, like where's Elastigirl's thing? Like where's her deep, dark, you know? Where's like her, state? like, or like her villain? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like this villain is a villain just because she happened, like statistically, she was their best bet, so they chose her, right? And like she kind of had a connection with this woman because they were like the only two women in. <laughs> 60s doing <laughs> in the skyscraper so they're like oh let's drink negronis and talk about how stupid our brothers and husbands are you know so it's like okay like they've got a connection but it's like i don't care like it's not me- a strong enough connection yeah and give me give me elastigirl like give me more elastigirl give me elastigirl's backstory give me past villain she fought like past sidekick she had like why does bob get so much in the first movie and then elastigirl's movie is like basically predicated on oh look what happens to bob because elastigirl gets to go do this like look you know like it's it's so much on like the effect that it has on bob which kind of bugged me too like that got more precedence than like oh elastigirl's doing awesome and there's so much to explore here but we're not gonna okay well speaking on that this is again following this kind of trend of kind of missed opportunities or lack of exploration i was going into this movie especially after seeing the trailers and knowing that we were going to get a focus on elastigirl i was expecting we were going to get much more exploration of this kind of stay-at-home dad versus working mom family dynamic i mean there is this lovely scene in the beginning before the after the underminer all that stuff and but before they meet with winston and evelyn um there's this lovely scene where she goes, you know, maybe like it's my turn to go off and work. And then Bob says, no, I have to do this. And I'm like, explore oh that. Gosh. Explore these yeah, gender norms that, that you're perpetuating. Yeah. You know, they didn't at all. And I was just like, but that's it. That's also the story. Also, she said private yeah. sector. Yeah. About that. 
Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that either. But, uh, but she, you know, that whole, that conversation that happens where I can't even imagine how many times there's been a conversation where, like, the, the, mongo, the mom goes, let me work this time. And then the dad goes because he feels like he, because of these societal expectations, feels like, no, I have to be the one that works. And they, they, and then whatever. You know what I mean? I feel like they could have really explored that and they didn't or as much as they should have. it. Like, even if they just had said something like, like, look, I, I understand you want to be the man of the house, but, you know, it was killing you, so let me do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, where's her rebuttal of, to that? Yeah, there and there was none. And then I think the other thing, too, that really made me, I guess, mad, and I maybe I'm, like, veering off topic, was the fact that, like, Bob was only encouraging her to do it so that so he, he could, could like, yeah, so he could do it later. And I was like, why don't you just encourage her to do it? Because, like, she's amazing and she's your wife, like... And support your freaking wife. Right? <laughs> like, I yeah. was really upset about that. <laughs> like, I can understand... Like, I, 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 there were moments... Because it was really hard to, to sympathize with him. But I could understand certain moments where, for instance, he didn't tell her about Jack-Jack because he wanted her to keep working. He's like... Yeah. Like, he, there were moments where he was doing it, but then... There was just this kind of like attitude at, that came along with it that was just like, don't, why are you ruining this? Don't ruin this, Bob. Come on. Um, <laughs> get it together, Bob. Well, yeah, get it, get your, get it together, get it together Bob. Bob. <laughs> but well, the a, other, yeah. the other, I was going to say the other thing too with like, uh, what was it? Like him, like keeping the whole thing about Jack Jack from her. Like, I understand, like, I guess that motivation, like, oh, you're letting her do her thing or whatever. But it was, like, it seemed almost, like, super reminiscent of, like, the first movie and how he was keeping all those secrets yeah. from her. Yeah. And so I was kind of hoping for, like, that sort of, like, um, I guess the payoff that we got in the first movie where it's, like, if you keep these secrets, then, like, she's going to suspect these things. But it wasn't even, like, we didn't even get that. Like, that was one of the, the things that I guess I enjoyed about, like, the first movie. And I know we talked about it whenever, like, we we had the podcast about the first movie was that I liked that there was like, they set up and it was like, Oh, she wasn't so much jumping to conclusions. She had like, we, we understood her reasons for how she got there, but it wasn't like, we didn't get any of that. It was like, he literally just kept secrets from her and that was okay. But at the end of the movie, like yeah. there was no, like, I can't believe you took, kept the secret from me. Like, how can I trust you? Whatever, anything. There was nothing like literally nothing. <laughs> It's interesting because yeah. if anything, it was framed as, I can't believe I missed his first superpower. Yes. It's like, more like I was wrong because I was working instead of, oh, why didn't you tell me so that I wouldn't have to miss it, you know? Yeah. Which is, I don't know, there's just, there's this one scene in the first Incredibles, you know, it's when they're fighting before, like, he, before he, he takes off and then she just screams at him, it is not about you. And that's it. We needed that moment again here. And it's like sucks that we need it again because you'd think that he'd grow from those like very traumatic things that happened in the first movie. But mm -hmm. we needed someone to go, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. just for that brief moment. Like I get it. He's essentially the, what the Superman of like that world. And if you're Superman, which is a more realistic take than the actual Superman, you'd get a big head. You'd get very cocky and you'd have some egotistical issues that you'd have to work out. But you'd think that he'd, after what happened in the first one, that he learned that it was yeah. almost like we, he regressed, like very, right. ba very badly, like regressed. And then at the same time, like uh, Elastigirl or Helen, um, she regressed too. Like she fell into like this, like I guess it's like a woman trope, you know, like right. 
she, she, how dare she work? She missed these things. Like, it's okay. My husband can keep secrets from me. Like, just like, it's like everything you were trying to do with this movie, you destroyed it in this like single relationship. (laughs) And and kind of going, um, just to finish at least my thoughts on it, you guys can feel free to add, but, um, I just found it very, uh, frustrating how, like, this could have all made a lot more sense in terms of their regression if they were just, like, actually talking about, like, societal norms. If they were actually, like, oh, because these things are ingrained to us from the moment that we're children, that men have to be this way and women have to be this way. Like, because of that, that's why there might be this, like, regression in a way. Then they could have had a conversation when they're, like, why are we like this? We know that lies are bad. We know that 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 um, I shouldn't feel this way or whatever. Why is this happening? And then instead of saying like, oh, right. I mean, obviously they wouldn't flat out have like a gender theory, like ser- sermon or something. <laughs> obviously, but it would be a more graceful way to do it. But that's what they needed to do. And they would make all this regression make sense and yeah. have a lot more meaning to mm-hmm. it instead of just being like for the sake of like just – laziness for the state for the simplicity of the plot i guess um mcguffin <laughs> exactly <laughs> well and i think the other thing that i guess uh what is it like makes it worse is so that opening scene with tony and how tony like, this is all his fault <laughs> like, God dang it, no tony. because tony is great because he was just like he was like, I have no yeah. problems with a strong woman. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm secure. secure in my masculinity. And yeah. I'm like, Tony, yes. Like, <laughs> I loved that. Like, I was like, I thought that's what we were going to get. I was like, oh, this is a great start. Oh, hey, this is where we're going. And then they just nope. don't, they don't follow through. And it's really yeah. important to follow through. Um, But yeah, okay. So speaking of um, kind of, Villains. I will say something positive. We, we we've been pretty hard. Um, something positive. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't hate this movie. Like, no, no, like, no. I don't hate this movie at all. But I know. Here <laughs> are my issues with it. I'm I'm openly discussing. Um, <laughs> this is a good, great movie. It's a very again. I watched it with a smile on my face. So we just let's take a mm. moment to talk about something positive. We need to talk about that train sequence. That yeah. train sequence yeah. with Last Stressful. It was, it was very stressful. Oh but, but you guys, like the way that they just so creatively used her powers in that. Yeah. It was just when she great. split the motorcycle over top in the tube. I was oh, yo. Oh, man. That look. There's this. um I, I don't know. It, when I saw that, it kind of a little bit reminded me of. Um, I don't know if you guys seen have seen the Venom trailer. Yeah. There's, yes. you know, where he, he's riding a motorcycle and then he gets flung up and then Venom just grabs him and brings him back down. I was like, that's so epic. And then I saw it in this movie with Elastigirl doing it. And I was like, ah, oh, this is amazing. And this is just a very, a very strong positive with this movie is seeing how these superheroes use their superpowers. Yeah. And it's so creative. And a lot of times, especially with these kind of, with Marvel, for instance, it's a lot of punching. It's a lot of just who has the strongest punch. Yeah. It doesn't get yeah. super, super creative. I mean, it gets creative in terms of the, the fighting sequence, in terms of like, hey, it's it's a ballet if you do a fist fight right, you know? But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's always, it's almost always a fist fight. Whereas with here, they got really creative because they're allowed to. They're not limited by live action limits. Um, 
they can just show this, they can show Elastigirl doing these crazy things. And it's so fun to watch. That was super entertaining. So I just, I needed to mention that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I, it was, it, I, and you know, to what you said, it was just extremely creative. Like the way that they had her use her powers, you know what I mean? Like it, it could have just been her a lot of like, just general stretching, if that makes sense. Um, but no, it was like, <laughs> Sort of like the usual stretch, you know, how it is when you're elastic. Um, But it was like, kind of like a, what is it? Like, it it made her seem so intelligent, too. Like, the way she sort of, like, manipulated the physics to, like, go, like, to stretch herself out, but then snap herself back up. Like, kind of that thing. Like, and I know it's like, I know she did it a lot in the movie, but I really enjoyed every time she would sort of, like, slingshot herself to get somewhere. Because I was, was like, like Spider-Man. I was like, oh. yeah, exactly. That's what it was. It was almost like Spider-Man-esque. And like, uh, it's just like, like, dang, I never would have thought of that if I was elastic. Like. Yeah, I would have been, <laughs> been a waste. <laughs> right. Like, these powers would have been useless, on, like, wasted on me. I would have been like, I need that soda. Like, stretch, grab. Yeah. It's mine again. Like, <laughs> Speaking of waste. <laughs> um... I guess, like, I don't know, like, my other, so my next point on my list of things that I would have doctored in the script, right, is that they did not give those kids enough to do, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I mean, I have, I have in my outline, hashtag justice for Dash. In the previous, in in the previous podcast, um, we were, they, um... Alex and Dylan were talking about how they really liked that Dash in this one because there was less of him. But by the end of it, I was like, you know Aww. what? No, Dash deserves like just as much time as the others. Like he he got he got robbed. He got so robbed I was gonna say so to what I said in the beginning. Dash is the character that I wanted to see something from, and we got mm. nothing. Yeah, like it was super disappointing because we got like the you know we obviously got the development of like. Um, like Helen and Bob and Violet, and then like there was like no development for Dash in the in the first movie, and I was like, okay, like hopefully in the second movie, like we have more room. We've already kind of established these characters, so we can sort of grow Dash a little bit. Nope, didn't grow him at all. He's the exact same, except there was again there was less of him, and it was kind of sad, like because. Like, I thought, like, Violet's, like, character growth was, like, super, like, strong, but then, like, his was, it was literally none. Like, so disappointing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, like, so, like, they open with Tony, right? So I'm like, oh, like, and then he stands her up, and you're like, oh, man. Not on purpose, but, like, yeah. like, oh, no, like, this sucks so bad, like, oh, you know, and you don't really go anywhere with it. It's like played for laughs that it's like, okay, Violet's having teenage girl issues. Dash is having problems with math. Like it's funny to watch Bob juggle this, but it's like, yeah, but like the the draw of the Incredibles is that it's the Incredibles, right? Like it's a family of superheroes. So it's like, what are all of them doing? Like, how are they all dealing with this when, how are they all dealing with it together? Like, it was yeah. so undermined. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, and, like, <laughs> to that point, like, not even, like, slightly off, slightly veering off to, like, that was one of my issues in, like, even the, the fight scenes is they didn't work together enough. Like, that's one thing I loved about the end against Syndrome in the first yeah. one is, like, how much mm-hmm. they use their powers in conjunction to do things. And this one, like, everyone, like emotionally and physically and storyline wise we're just so separated from each other 
where it's like it's meant to be a movie about a family. Yeah. I mean, I think there's also like something to be said about how, you know, it's interesting for like, for instance, to see Bob handle this stuff. But it's also like, what does like if Helen has always been the one with the kids, what how do the kids feel when suddenly she's gone? You know, I feel like there has to be also like some sort of like. Like, oh, she's not here anymore. Oh, this is what it means. Like, oh, my mom actually is like crazy, incredible, and amazing. And I didn't realize this. Like, there could have, there's storylines that could have done something that kept the family dynamics going. That's some, that is definitely something I mentioned in the previous one where it was like, I felt the family element of the film was missing. There was just, everything was too disjointed. Helen was going through her stuff. Bob was going through his stuff and then the kids were going through their own things and none of these things were echoing on each other. Yeah. It was just kind of, there was no like weaving of these of these in of these actions and these reper- there was no repercussions to anything they all did. It was just kind of like yes, we're all kind of dealing with our own stuff and we're all trying to solve it all, but like family and it's I just didn't feel there was no family like like it would have been great if like like whenever Violet like got stood up if it wasn't just so much Bob was like trying to make her feel better but like Dash was trying to help too or like on the the opposite end of that like if you know while trying to do the homework well wouldn't Violet know how to do the new math so like why aren't you know why is why aren't those two bonding yeah yeah like where, why aren't we getting any of that? It was very much like, here's Bob dealing with Dash. Here's Bob dealing with Violet. Here's Bob dealing with Jack-Jack. Like, and then, like, they're just often... Each of those kids is often its own kind of world. Like, Jack-Jack's fighting raccoons. Like, Violet's that dealing was- with boys. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Dash is fighting math. Like, <laughs> so... It, it, yeah. It just would have been nice to see them sort of, like, interlaced. Because they're... Tr- I, I guess they're trying to sell us on this family theme, but there wasn't a family theme, you know, like, or even if it was like, okay, you know, your mom's gone, we have to come together. Like, there was none of that. So, I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I don't know, I just also, speaking of Jack-Jack, um, <laughs> one, one, which, because you which... think, like, like, look, one, for one, he took a lot of dashes time i think i think they replaced dash Mm -hmm. with jack jack whereas like i think if we actually like time it uh, dash's time is probably the same as jack jack's in the first movie and jack jack's time now is the same as dash's in the first movie if that makes sense they've switched it and i don't know i just think that they gave like look it was hilarious everything jack 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 did like i thought it was all funny it was entertaining but um i personally like i don't Maybe if there was like more interactions, maybe they did like, something with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, but I think maybe if there was like, I don't know, like what happens if like I don't know, like Dash is part of the school play and the dad goes with Jack Jack, but then Jack Jack is loose in the school and then Violet has to run around trying to find Jack Jack and make sure no one finds out or something crazy like that. Like it could have been like something like that would happen, and then suddenly it's like, oh. This is like what's happening while like while while Helen's doing saving the world. These guys are struggling to deal with like a baby that's like super OP. That's just super powerful <laughs> and just like is like it's just a lot. And you know, and I feel like had that been happening, had we seen more things and I don't know, I just felt like they were also very confined. It was just all in this one house. Whereas before we went to an island, we were on a plane, we were here, we were there with the kids. With the kids, we were really just in one place, I think. For most of the movie. 
And I think that 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 impacted their storylines in a negative way. Yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah, speak again, Jack speaking of Jack Jack, like one are his power is like ridiculous. Two, his scene with Edna, because that was I think a highlight. Yeah. And um three, that raccoon scene. I love it, but did it go on for too for the, long? It did go on for a really long time. It really should, did. Like shouldn't um, it have like thematically shouldn't have hit it. It shouldn't it have just been like a short like couldn't that or something like done something like, like just seen a couple seconds of it and then like see it in the background as Bob slowly waking right. up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that could have been like I don't know. I just feel like it 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 felt out of place with the movie in terms of tone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like that token scene, right, that they have to do for the kids. The little, I guess, but there was little. a lot of, I guess, other kind of like humor and stuff like that throughout the movie. Yeah. That they yeah, like- I just. I guess I just imagine that being like someone being like, no, we have to keep that in because this we <laughs> showed some made a shot in the first 10 minutes. So like we <laughs> to have this. Um, so the like you brought up Edna in the scene with Jack Jack. Like that's what I was referring to in the beginning is that Edna says, oh, your son's a polymorph. Like, so he's got all these powers. And I was like, okay, so like, is that, you know, and people were saying on the internet, they're like, okay, like. Is that it? Like, is his powers that he is, like, a polymorph and can absorb powers? Or, like, is he just not there yet? Like, you know, because they don't make any mention of this happening to their other kids, right? Like, they act yeah, like this is... right. Like, like this is totally it. new. So it's like, okay, like, is it just that he's, like, a limitless baby who hasn't, like, settled on a thing yet? Or is, like, this his powers that, like, he can just do... So, but, like, he just absorbs powers. But, like... Because isn't a polymorph... Okay, so I could understand if he was, like, a polymorph in the sense of, like, okay, he can turn... Like, he can turn into, like... Like, in the first movie. He turns into stone. He turns into, like, fire. Or metal. Yeah, it was metal. Um, So, like, that that's, like, I guess transforming himself, like, into sort of different kind of, like, states makes sense if he's a polymorph. But it's the fact that he can do other things, like go into other dimensions or like I guess shoot laser beams like that doesn't necessarily unless I have a super like wrong version of what a polymorph is but even then like whenever Bob's talking to Helen and she's like I missed his first power and he's like oh you missed his first 17 and I was like no his power would then be he's a polymorph like so is he a polymorph or does he have 17 different powers? Which one is it? <laughs> if like, <laughs> Google Incredibles, the first five things that pop up are articles, people being like, okay, like what's going on with Jack? <laughs> people, did not, people did not get it. I get it. I don't know. For me, I just felt like it came to a point where they just gave Jack Jack powers just so they can tell the story easier. Like we need to find a way to get, from point B to point C. Oh, give Jack-Jack this power so then it'll be easy and then whatever. I feel like that's how it got it got to that point. Like, I don't mind Jack-Jack having multiple powers. But the moment he, like, became giant Jack-Jack, I was like, where did that come from? And I guess that's part of the joke, but I'm like, really? Like, that's the solution into, like, how you get from here to there? Like, you couldn't just find a creative way to get from here to there? I don't know. I just, I'm a strong fan of Limits. I like limits because it, it makes you more creative in how you find solutions within those limits. And with ja- like Jack-Jack's entire existence is limitless potential. Yeah. And it just bugs the heck out of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, but, um, 
Yeah. There was, there was like no stopping point. Like it would, it would have been like, I think better if it would have been like five or six, maybe seven, but like 17's a lot. And, and then for them to continue on even after that, like, because if it's at 17 and like, Bob didn't even know that he could turn into, like, a big, huge person. Then wouldn't that be more? So, like, like yeah. where does it end? What, what is, what's the stopping point? Because... Pitbull's three is that Jack-Jack has subjugated the entire Earth because... Because yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't get a cookie. Because he wants a cookie, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Um, but, yeah, but, okay, we talked about... Violet, we talked about Dash and Jack-Jack. What about Frozone? I think he's part of the family, and he... I wanted... One, I wanted more from him, but at the same time, I'm like, no, I got the right amount. And then... But what really, like, hurt, what really just, like, bought a... Like, it just was a gut punch. We don't see Honey. We are We just get a rehash. We get a rehash of the joke of the iconic Where's My Super Suit line, and it's like, no, you want to actually evolve? Show us Honey. Don't just do the same joke again. The sad part is, is they were, I think they were supposed to have Honey. I feel like she got cut out, which makes me even more upset. (laughs) And it's like, you rehashed the same joke and you did it kind of super weak. And you showed us, you showed us in the trailer. Yeah. So it's like, Mm -hmm. all right, that's it. That was it. Done. Wiped our hands of this. (laughs) Yeah. It was very like unsatisfying. Because if you're going to, like, do the joke again, like, you have to expand upon it at least a little bit. But you didn't even do that. Like, you cut it short. It was just like, I have to go. And it's like, you have to go. You better leave that suit. And that was it. And I was like, oh, okay. We don't Mm -hmm. even get more of that. Like, I guess this is it. Also, who is Honey? Why does she know? Like, what? Is she super? Like, who? Who Justice for Honey. Like, justice for Honey. Yeah. does, Does Honey have superpowers? Like... What does Honey do for during the day? Like, yeah, like, does she have a job? Like, what what is her, like, profession? I want to know more about her. Can we have uh, Incredibles 3 with just Honey and Dash? Like, (laughs) (laughs) basically, basically the spinoff, Honey and Dash. Honey and Dash. That could be, like, that could be, like, I don't know. I I think that could work. That could totally work. Oh, and where, what happened to Mirage? Like, where did she go? Well, I mean, the thing with Mirage is that her voice actress passed away. So I I already knew that she wasn't going to be in it. But, I mean, they could have, like, done some, like, a nod or something. They definitely could have, like, shown Mirage was just kind of a, a little bit of a breakout character in the first. Yeah. Yes. Which is why it's even more upsetting. Nobody even mentioned her. Nope. I even just a mention would have been nice, but there was like none of that. It was like it was again, it was another thing where they were just like, uh, she was in the first movie, her voice actress died. Wipe our hands of this. Like goodbye. Yeah. yeah. There was also a rumor on the internet leading up to this. People were saying that Lady Gaga had gotten cast to like continuing <gasps> to voice Mirage, and I was like, nobody's substantiating this, and it's like, making me sad. <laughs> why not can this be real (laughs) oh now you put it in my head and now I want it (laughs) see that was me for months because people on the internet made me believe that this was a possibility but nothing ever came of it so so big old bummer oh yeah okay well we got the movie we got we like the movie we got 
But um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about this kind of final act then, since we've gone through like the main two plots, kind of talked about them. So this is like when both plots come together. The adults get mind controlled, and the kids now have to save them. Mm-hmm. Then they do. They very quickly they do. And then they try and stop Evelyn from escaping as well as stop a runaway ship, which is very similar to the runaway train that Elastigirl stopped. I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of runaway vehicles in this movie. Like, (laughs) one too many, I feel. It's always like something is running away that they have to stop. I don't know. Um, Look, it's the 60s. They don't have a a grasp on transportation. So everything is just getting away from them. Everything's scary. Of course. Everything's (laughs) new and scary, of course. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, one thing that we haven't really talked about is these henchmen. So like Void and the other henchmen. What did you think of Void? She was, for a second, I was listening to her voice and I was like, why do you sound a little bit like America Ferreira? It wasn't, but no, she it sounded, a, it sounded a bit to, a, a bit like it to me. And then I like looked it up. I was like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense now. Um, I liked Void. I thought she was funny. Um, it's, you know, another one of those things. I was like, oh, it's a, it was nice to see. It's like, oh, like, I'm your huge fan, but she's also a super herself. Like that. Yeah. Makes I thought sense. that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, like that it's like others, like that it's like supers who are like looking up to other supers as opposed to just this random, you know, another buddy situation. Right. Um, so I like interesting. Void. And her power Void... is insane. Yeah her, yeah, her power is cool and super helpful. Like, yeah. Why couldn't you just like make a void big enough for the ship is my question. Yeah, like why oh. aren't you just voiding the ship to like the middle? To like go the other way. She needs to practice. She's been in hiding. <laughs> or why aren't you just making a, a like a void into like where she's steering the ship into the control? Like why couldn't like I like okay like why yeah. couldn't you void Rob Robert Rob Bob into the 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 engine room like once you right. get through? Yes. Like, or, her powers or also bring up a lot of plot holes. <laughs> or not just like why couldn't you just vo- instead of like have throw it like voiding Helen into hitting the the plane so many times? Why couldn't you just 18. void her into the plane? or why couldn't you just void the plane from getting away and make it go in circles or something like I don't know it's it's a great power it's visually incredible to look at but it's also like um, like just like it, there are a lot of voids it was underutilized it. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> either it was um, underutilized or like in, like in that sense like I would say to myself I'm like okay like clearly her powers make it difficult for us to explain why suddenly the plot is like like she makes it difficult for us to make the plot difficult because it's like oh why can't she just do this so I would have made like kept her as a henchman right like I would have like right, I would have yeah. just not had because then that 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 nullifies all of it so it's like oh she's not doing that because she's a henchman right now and we don't have to worry about people being like so wait why didn't she just like move the whole ship right right what do you guys think of the whole mind control element. I feel like had, I don't know, I just maybe... It was so unexplained, and... Yeah. uh, What is it? Because I was thinking about this, especially when I was watching it the second time. I was like, wait, so, like, they have to be told what to do, and uh, what is it? Evelyn was saying how, like, oh, well, that pizza boy gave up a good fight. 
I mean, I gave up a good fight through him, and I was like, okay, so were you like? Was this like a video him? game? Yeah, I was like, I was like, so like, were you there in that moment? Because then, how do you control multiple people at once? Like, how are you controlling all of like the henchmen at the same time? Are you like having to like move them along, like? each like move them by each move or is it like one of those like your goal is to do this i'll check back in with you later like <laughs> like what and how, press play yeah <laughs> go like you're free like how I, I just didn't understand that like the whole like the mind control aspect of it because i guess it would make sense if she couldn't like because that would have been interesting to explore too is if she couldn't you like utilize too many at once so then that maybe like she's like she's like okay i have to shut down like um the owl like guy. yeah the owl guy so that i can then use like the crusher but like okay i don't need the crusher at this moment so then like let me shut him down and let me go go get elastigirl like what what is what are the um the mechanics behind the the mind control sort of thing i just i yeah. wanted to know like <laughs> i really just wanted to know how she was doing it because was she using purely speakers like which what is it <laughs> I'm, yeah, i like that you guys are just letting me talk myself yeah no i was <laughs> i was gonna let that go because i mean it's i was i was because you know sometimes like like I some like I don't know I'm just I was curious to see like where like you take like the technology stuff because I have no I don't know I'm so like techno engineering unsophisticated I don't know what I just said but that's what I am huh. and so that's why I'm I like followed. you know you know yeah so that's why I was like oh well maybe I don't know but yeah it, it there's a lot of questions involved with like the mind control stuff but um I don't know I'm I'm kind of like I don't know I just feel. I, I don't know if, like, I'm glad they didn't last long, but I'm also a little sad that we didn't get more of, like, Bob versus Helen and, and, and the kids versus the parents. Like, I kind of wanted more of that. I mean, if you're going to do that, give me more of it. Like, give me more of, like, a sequence. Give me more of that elaborateness if that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. And there could be, like, some, like, there could be a lot of drama in there. What if, like, it's the kids versus, like, their parents and suddenly the parents like almost hit them and hurt them and it's like that's drama and they don't really that's do that drama. that's drama <laughs> you know that's like that's like, like the scarring like yeah the therapy <laughs> that's like a, but not just that but like that is like an emotion a very emotional like moment for a family you know like how do you deal with that type of stuff and like the consequences of that and having to understand like it's not them like they're being controlled or whatever i don't know i just feel like there could have been something really interesting there and i feel like i'm saying that a lot but um because it was like there could have been so many like other ways to go about it and uh, even like with the kids fighting their parents like the like imagine like how do you how did the kids get to the point where they're like we have to go save our parents it was literally like a switch flipped and they were like okay this is what we're gonna go do but then like they never even considered the possibility of them like having to fight their parents or because they didn't even do that, really. I mean, like, Jack-Jack just went in there, went to his mom and was like, Mom, no, take your sunglasses <laughs> off. Like, I'm going to break them. <laughs> so it it was so, like, I would have loved to have seen that. Like, them sort of fighting, like, the, the parents more. Um, even, like, them fighting the henchmen was very, I felt like it was very soft. It wasn't as, like, hard as it could have been. Especially compared to the first movie where, like, they they even like 
talk about the legitimate threat of death. Like, these yeah. people want to hurt you. These people don't even want to just hurt you. They want to kill you. And it's like, okay, these people have more of a potential to kill you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- there's something interesting w- with what you said in terms of, like, there's this moment in the opening sequence where this, like, the, tr- the Underminer's, like, tractor runs over Bob. And he's not Elastigirl. He would have been <laughs> splattered. Yeah, but he I was manages to survive. That. And Is that he was like made the of first stone. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, he has super strength, but that doesn't mean he can't bleed, referencing Batman v Superman. Um <laughs> but um <laughs> Well, clearly he doesn't, and it's like that doesn't make sense though. Um Then so, yeah, also so- doesn't make sense too, because in the first movie, uh he does. Bob bleed. actually gets hurt. Yeah. So how is it, was it just like the tractor or the the wheel was just like made out of jello, but then he, he still can't like stop? I don't, I don't understand that. It's, it's like you undid what you did in the first movie almost. Right, right, right. Um, can I um, give you guys a reading of something? Cause I just, I, you guys reminded me of it while talking about this. I, when I was watching the movie. And this is really like I'm reaching. I am like spreading myself thin with this with this reading. <laughs> but like Butter I'm aware of it. Toast. Like I'm I'm but I'm aware of it. So just letting like listeners, like I'm aware that this is like very like thin logic. Okay. But um I kind of was like pretty like annoyed by the fact that the the way that the kids get to the uh, get to the ship and try and solve this issue that wouldn't have happened if their mom hadn't gone off and joined the workforce is by grabbing their dad's car of his, like, golden age, which is, like... And a car is such a masculine representation of all these things that we dealt with in the first movie. So it's, like, linking that as the vehicle, pun intended, to, like, link back the family together and solve this issue. Like, it's not, like, again, very thin argument and the mo- like by the end, they're like, Mom, you got to deal with the villain because she's your villain. So it's like she still manages to go off and do her thing. But at the same time, I'm like, why? Like, just visually, there's like, there's a metaphor in there somewhere that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Personally. But, um. Yeah. It's thin, but, but I can see know. it. <laughs> yeah. like as i was like right, taking notes i was like i started writing that but then i was like no nah, i'm being too like i'm being too hard that's like a, that's too much like that's too like my brain's working too hard for this well, like this is I not worth it, it but. i think it's like them sort of trying to connect the whole nostalgia thing too because um what is it whenever they first go meet winston um, Frozone's like, oh yeah, wear the old suits because I feel like this guy's oh, nostalgic. He likes nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like they were still trying to kind of make that connection. They were like, look, we can incorporate like the things from the past to get them to the future of joining their parents on the ship. Yeah. Yeah. I and think Winston, also, I think Winston should have, like, had that car. Like, if he's rich enough, like, he, ha- he like, if he's nostalgic and a super fan of superheroes, then he should have owned the car. If not him, oh. then, like, ooh, theory, theory, Syndrome was the one who owned the car, but then he got, you know, he died, so they auctioned it off to the, to the other guy. My theory was that the house that they were staying in was Syndrome's. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no, that's owned like, by Winston. That's, that well, yeah, amazing. but but Winston said that, he bought it from this, uh, whatever, like this 
tycoon or whoever who wanted a lot of like secret exits and things like that and oh, i was like really? but never mission yeah. either i like i well again i've seen the movie twice so but i remember hearing that the second time and i was like this is syndrome's house That's like totally it's syndrome's got the house. the, the wa- like well and it was like super high techy and then yeah. it had the orange and the white combination yeah and then like the waterfall from the ceiling. I was like, "Ooh, syndrome! This is your home." Like, and like it, it makes <laughs> it makes sense that like the car knew where syndrome's house was because he owned the car, and then they auctioned it off. It all is starting to fall into place, guys. Like, yeah. this is a very strong theory. This this um, is April's theory of the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> that house belonged to syndrome. <laughs> Remnants of syndrome. That is the that's the name of the the, the theory. Um. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, I think we're good. I, I kind of want to now move on and talk about the animated short that preceded this movie. Cause I, Whoa, adore though, it. like, what, okay, I, what a okay, time I wanna, that, that short took though. I know, I know, I know. But that, but before we get into that, is there any kind of like final thoughts on The Incredibles 2? Any uh, last minute things? Only that you final say? thought, if I was going to sum up everything that kind of bugged me about this movie, is that it wasn't that it did anything bad. It just had so much unrealized potential. Yes. yes. 100% agree with that. Signing off on that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. So let's talk about this beautiful short that, for me, that was the gem of the night. Like, I enjoyed The Incredibles 2. I had fun with it. But what I left the theater, like, in awe of, what I left the theater being like, oh, my God, I want more of this, it's the animated short Bow, which was directed by a woman, just letting people know that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so what did you guys think of Bow? Did you did, – I had even forgotten that we were going to get an animated I know. Short. I was – as I soon as it happened, oh, I was right. like, oh, right, this is – yeah. I um, forgot until it started. <laughs> well, my first thing with it was that it's it's – Toronto it's my it's it's my place I was like oh my god this takes place in Toronto this is so great like when they went to like the when she went to get vegetables and stuff I was like oh my god she's on Spadina like I know that place I've been there. and then when she's like in the streetcar I was like oh my god she's in the streetcar <laughs> it's terrible um it's so terrible the first takeaway was like oh man my home um and stuff but um that was like such a in your face amount of emotions at once because I was like that thing's so cute and I want them to be happy forever and then I was like oh he's growing up and then she ate him how did your audiences react by the way to that I'm oh, curious God, everyone was nuts everyone was like yo okay but like nervous laughter or like just ghastly like oh my god the not fuck, like everyone was the- like oh my god because at that point we were into it right like we were like yeah, okay this right. is and then she ate him and everyone was like oh my god the first crowd, uh, they had that oh, very, that- like, oh, my gosh, like, that just happened moment. But then the second crowd thought it was hilarious. And I was like, what? No! <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Because I think, uh, I don't remember if it was Alex or Dylan's, like, audience. They were, like, in hysterics. And I'm just like, no, it was so dark. <laughs> yeah, no, the second... The the first audience was on par with me, and uh, even though they were all terrible, but they they had the same reaction did. But I was like, oh no, like why would you do that? But the, the second audience thought it was hilarious, and I was not okay with it. I was like, you guys are all monsters. Get out of this theater. You don't deserve yeah. this. <laughs> 
But, um, but yeah, like for me, that was, I, I, again, I mentioned that's like the highlight of the night. And this has happened before for me where I will go to a Pixar movie. I think the only one that I think in recent memory, the one where this hasn't happened, it's in Coco. In Coco, that was the only one where uh. the short didn't outdo the feature. But in this one, I was like, that to me is like what I paid to see. Like, even despite waiting 14 years for The Incredibles 2, I was like, that's my emotional connection to a story. That's my, like, it was like Pixar in, like, five, three to five minutes. And it was, like, beautiful. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I liked mm. it a lot, too. Yeah. And I think, I think the other reason that, like, helped, I guess, me like it even more was the fact that, um, what is it, because the short in front of Coco was so terrible that wasn't short. Um, and so That was like, the Frozen one, right? I never yes. saw Coco in theaters. Yeah. So. Oh, my gosh. You're so lucky because it was, it was like, 30 minutes. It was like, yeah, it was yeah. long. It was, it was really, it was really long. long. And it was, like, 30-minute so, trailers and 30-minute short. short. It was a lot. I was, I was so mad for the Frozen one. Like, as soon as it started, I, I immediately was like, okay, at least I only have to sit through this for, like, five minutes. And then it just kept going on and on and on. <laughs> and, like, at one point, I, like, asked my, my husband. I was like, um, I was like I'm going to go out of this theater. Uh, so can you just, like, tech? I was like, I know we're not supposed to be on phones, but can you just, like, I don't know, like, somehow figure out to tell me to come back in? Because I can't take any more of this. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> die. But this one was, like, so, like, it was, like, the shorts that I love to see. And so it was very refreshing, especially after that jarring experience with Coco. Um, but it was it just super nice. And, like, it's, it's sweet. And it touched my heart. And that's what I love about the shorts is whenever they do, like, nice things like that. Even if I was like horrified that she ate the the dumpling the dumpling, the dumpling. song yeah the I dumpling will, song yeah I, I mean i will say also i really appreciate that the care like the people look different they don't have one mold for a human female they don't have one mold that looks exactly exactly the same you I mean, if anyone has seen the Wreck-It Ralph trailer, uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. the women have one mold. They all have the same body type. They just have different variety of, like, colors and shades and whatever. But it's <laughs> the same body type. And in this movie, we don't get that. We, I'm not in this movie. In this short, we don't get that. Even in, also in The Incredibles, we don't get – we have multiple body types for men and women, you know? So mm-hmm. it's just – it's – I one thing that I really appreciate from – this movie is that from the short is that it, it looked different it was a different type of character design than what we're used to in these kind of 3d renders of of characters so really appreciate it thank well, you it just well and it also shows i guess kind of like a dedication to the work kind of thing because i feel like it's uh like an animation especially it just seemed it just comes off kind of lazy whenever like all the characters kind of like are the same i guess mold and for like for them to have so many different like shapes and sizes and everything like that, like it's it's just really, I guess, nice, and it shows that they're they put like a lot of effort into what they're producing. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. All right. Um. So, I guess that's that does it for us. I was just I was gonna do like a reference to Finding Dory, but now I'm self conscious about it. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> finding dory so it would have been lost on me so. no no i like okay so it's, i don't know i just i just found it interesting <laughs> because like it, finding dory is a i feel is a great movie but 
because Finding Nemo exists, it's like it's it's weighed down because suddenly uh-huh. now the novelty of it is gone because we already yeah. have Finding Nemo. Even if sometimes Finding Nor- Dory is like stronger than Finding Nemo because Finding Nemo exists, Dor- Finding Dory is weighed down. Yeah. Whereas with The Incredibles two, I didn't feel that way. Yeah. I felt it yeah. was much more of like it. It yeah. It was it a didn't continu- necess- well, and because probably because it was a continuation, right? Like it was right. a straight up yes. takes probably seconds after the the last one ended. So right, right. Exactly. So, and yeah. I, I, if anything, the thing with The Incredibles 2, like, the impact of The Incredibles, like, the in- first Incredibles didn't negatively impact the second Incredibles in any way. If anything, it, any faults that The Incredibles 2 had were of its own creation. Yeah. Whereas with Finding yeah. Dory, some of that had to do with Finding Nemo. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my final thoughts on The Incredibles 2. Do you, Any final thoughts from you guys? Any last things before we finish up? No. I just... Good. I was going to say, I just want everyone to know that I actually really do love this movie. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, Disclaimer at the end of the podcast. It is because we love it that we, that, we, that we pick it apart too much. Ex- yeah. Exactly. It's just like, what is it? The Miraculous Ladybug podcast. Like, I just sit there and hate on it the entire time. But I really love it. Like, so. <laughs> they, we, you, they all know. All our listeners yes. know that we, we really enjoyed The Incredibles too, And it was worth the wait. And it was so pretty to look at. I oh can't emphasize gosh. this enough. It is so pretty to look at. Like, they really the knocked biggest, it out of the park. Uh, the biggest thing, too, is, um, and I was really happy, so, because the, the second time I saw it, I, I already said it was at the draft house, and I thought it was great that they put together this kind of, like, what happened previously? Like, they did it themselves. No way! Yeah, and so, like, you, it, like seeing it, like, side to, like side by side was just so, um, like, I really appreciated that. Because, like, you could see where they made the improvements. Like, one noticeable one was with Helen's, like, hairline. Because, yeah. Like, if you go back and, like, look at her hairline, it's kind of, like, very, uh, like, strandy. Like, you could tell it's very sort of, I want to use the word blocky um, Mm. for hair. Um, Yeah, this was before the age of Merida when they had to invent that new software. Exactly. So, but I mean, the hair is still impressive in the first one, but like, like seeing like it next to each other was just, it was astounding because again, like I said, it, it was so amazing and incredible, but you didn't lose the feel of the first movie. Like it still felt like incredible, like incredible one, but like a better looking version of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And my thing, my thing's always hair and water. So the hair looked good. The water looked even better. So. (laughs) Yep. 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 Again, guys at Pixar, please give, like, I, I, I think there would be a lot of people who would pay you to make like a revamped animation of The Incredibles. It's not going to happen because you'd essentially have to make a movie over again. You don't have the resources. I understand that, but also do it. Just do it for me. Just do it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, that does it for this podcast. Find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. You can support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Alec, a.k.a. Frozone. And that was a very intentional selection Uh. of patrons. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, thanks, as always, to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, Andy, and 
and Hugh. Thanks for listening, guys. If you want to hear more thoughts on The Incredibles, you can watch our retrospect, our most re- well, you can watch our retrospective of The Incredibles, which was done in 2015, 2016. Yeah, I think it was Dylan yeah. and I. And then you could do the second retrospective on The Incredibles that was released this past week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You can watch, you can listen to our React podcast on The Incredibles 2, which was released on Thursday. And also you can listen to this over again because why wouldn't you want to listen to us talk over again? Um, So yeah, (laughs) thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.